Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. money to pay for defamation rudy giuliani ordered to pay 148 excuse me million dollars because somebody said something he didn't like or he said something they didn't like it was about these poll workers because he accused them of committing fraud tony katz 93 wibc good morning look You want me to defend the actions of Ruli Giuliani. I'm not doing it. But I'm also not going to listen to the people who tell me he wasn't a revelation post-September 11th. Oh, America's mayor, why? He had one good day. Uh, Much more than most people had. And oh, on this show, we discussed the issues with Giuliani when he was mayor of New York and cleaning up New York and Rico predicates. Oh, we tell the full story here. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. $148,169,000. million each to each of these two women. That's a, that's a lot. How does that number even happen? I was at an event over the weekend, not, not the one we had at Premier Arms, uh, with helping veterans and families in Hotel Tango Distillery, which was brilliant. Thrilled to see all the people who came through. A couple hundred people walking through the doors, smoking cigars, trying bourbon, buying incredible local gifts. It was it was great. Great. I'll, I'll talk all about it. But it, it, was, it was later that evening. And someone made the point of, how do these two women think that they're worth $75 million each because of defamation? I'm not, I'm not arguing in favor of defamation. I'm talking about the... The, the the number. What is the, what is the value of their work? Seventy five million dollars. The value of somebody uh, engaging in an accusatory tone of their words. I'm not saying that there isn't a value. I'm not saying defamation is right. Of course it's wrong. It, it's it's e- 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 making claims about somebody. You have to deal with the consequences of of one's actions and one's words. I I deal with this every day. But it's an interesting idea about the number. That is the number, nothing more than the retribution. Is that what we're dealing with here? People keep talking about Trump and retribution. He's going to run a retribution government. They're still talking about it. Can I ask what $148 million is in a, in a defamation suit? Other than that? It would seem to me that it's exactly what we're talking about here. And if we are opposed to it, we are opposed to it. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. 
So the scene last night in New York was President Biden coming out of an event and walking to uh, the motorcade. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. And a reporter uh, asked why he's losing to Trump in the polls. Now, his response, you're reading the wrong polls. Uh, that's that's a meaningless response. It's what happened next. Mr. President, why are you losing to Trump in the polls? At the end of the street, there was a vehicle from Secret Service parked sideways to prevent people from going down the street. That car, as you heard, got hit by another vehicle. As the president was trying to enter, I was walking towards the motorcade, but he had stopped to answer the, the, the question. The Secret Service takes a look at what's going on, and in about five seconds, they start ushering him to the car. When you watch the video, and we'll post it over at TonyCats.com, I will say to you, it's nowhere near fast enough. As the reporting goes, whoever crashed into the vehicle, we'll get more about that today, then tried to maneuver around the vehicle. It took Secret Service, of course, swarming the street, guns drawn in many cases, to to get him, uh, th- th- this driver, I'm saying him, uh, get this driver to stop. For anything going on in our world, guys, anything, I am not interested in the President of the United States even being around the possibility of somebody trying to do him harm. I want him to lose an election. That's where it ends. Now, was this deliberate? Uh, A series of things that we're going to find out today. Don't have the answer. But I watched that. The the, the video is is right on uh, uh, President Biden. And I'm not here to, to lecture to the Secret Service. Outsider looking in, I, I'm surprised there wasn't more uh, immediate response. And, I, and I, I will say to an extent, I am questioning. No, not to an extent. I'm questioning why there wasn't. More people around him, more uh, get him into the, into the car. And he was allowed to get into the car on, under his own power. And he's taking his time because if you didn't notice, he's an old man. And anybody who thinks he's okay... Is, is fooling themselves. His gait, his, his, his entire presentation style, very, very peculiar. Is that age? Is it something else? I'm not a doctor. I do not get to diagnose. I can, as a citizen, notice ain't no part of it, all right. Not a one. Um, certainly glad he's all right. I have questions about how that was handled, and I certainly don't want anything to harm the man. No, 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 absolutely not. Moving over to Israel, it is clear now that Israel knew less about Hamas and Hamas's plans than was understood. Because we knew and understand that from this terrorist organization, Hamas, which must be destroyed, and the people who support Hamas are terrible, bigoted people. But that's enough about Andre Carson and stand up for racial justice here in Indianapolis. A bigoted organization, in my view. I said it and I meant it. You're going to show up at the Carmel Christmas Market and you're going to make sure we can't have business as usual on Christmas because what Israel is doing, 
You mean ending a terrorist threat? You should be in favor of ending terrorist threats. Stand up for racial justice. You call yourself Surge, S-U-R-J. But you don't stand up to ending terrorist threats because you support the terrorists. These are your words based on your actions. Not my problem for noticing, but I will notice and I will say so. Israel knew that Hamas had built tunnels and were moving weapons and people throughout those tunnel systems. That was known. This whole idea that last week they were going to start flooding the tunnels with with, uh, seawater, right? Water from the Mediterranean. This, well, this has always been a conversation, always been a plan. I don't think any part of the, for for anybody who's paid tangential um, uh, attention, I don't think that this was out of the realm. I think maybe for some people it was, oh, wow, oh my, that's, that sounds extreme. It's it's not really. How else do you end a terrorist threat? You end their ability to act like terrorists, and then you end them. But as is being reported, a larger tunnel was found. We're talking about a tunnel that one can drive trucks through. It seems, at least at the first reporting, but I will wait for some other things to come out, Israel was not aware of this. So they weren't aware of the training that was happening a lot in the public eye regarding October 7th, where they murdered over 1,200 people and set babies on fire and raped women. They weren't aware of that. And now they weren't aware of this tunnel. That's a problem. That is going to require Israel, and I think in a very sobering way, to rethink everything they think they know about their security and a recognition of how lucky they've been. Now, that's a crazy thing to say. Israel lucky. Uh, it, that that's, 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 seems removed from reality. Well, when you realize how little they knew, at least how little we're being told they knew, how, how did you not expect worse and more often? Because it seems it could have been worse and more often. And I think it should be sobering for the nation and a very big rethink on how they move forward. Now, is this to say, well, you see, this is why you have to try to chain peace and you have to give up this. No, just the opposite. I think that you knew what you knew is point A. What you didn't know, that rift between point A, point B, leads you to point C, which is these people really do want you dead. They really do believe from the river to the sea, which is, of course, a call to genocide. Uh, No matter what Butler University says, it's a call to genocide. And that's how they feel. And they're acting on it. So now I believe the sober assessment is there is no way to peace with Hamas. There is no possibility of a two-state solution. That's what we're learning. That's what we're seeing. There's also been a conversation of hostages that were killed by IDF. Um, I think it was two different uh, situations where uh, they were Israeli hostages. Uh, they were possibly waving white flags, as, as, as was reported. Um, misunderstood by the IDF, killed by Israeli defense forces. We're talking about Israelis. It's, it's horror. It is horror. And uh, some people are saying from that, see, this is why Israel has to stop. The IDF is just crazed. They can't be, they can't be, they can't, they don't know what they're doing. No. 
The IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, Israel's a nation is at war with a terrorist organization. And the answer is the terrorist organization did this and created the situation. And in war, horrors happen, and they are horrors. The horror ends when Hamas ends. And let that happen speedily and in my lifetime and in your lifetime. It's horror. It's not a reason for Israel to give up its future and its soul. Yeah, understanding where the cults are in this is is nutty. If only the Titans had pulled it out in overtime against the Texans, uh, this conversation would be much better. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. The Titans, the Texans in overtime. The Titans had opportunity. They don't know how to protect Will Levis. Um, I, I only hope that ankle's not not serious. And so the Texans are able to pull that out. So they're eight and six. But the Colts have the tiebreaker right now over the Texans. But forget about that because week 18, Lucas Oil, the Colts are going to take on the Texans. And you better get used to the idea that that game's going to be for all the marbles. That game is going to be for at least wild card. Could be for division, but at least wild card. I'm, I will be surprised if that game isn't sold out by the end of the day. If it's not already, I'll be uh, surprised. Jacksonville doesn't just lose to the Ravens last night. I will go out on a limb to argue an extent humiliated by the Ravens last night. It's not that Lawrence had, uh, Trevor Lawrence had a bad day. Sorry about that. My computer decided to go nutty. Uh, 25 for 43 for 264 yards. But um, what does it matter? What does it matter? 23 to 7, uh, and they scored, they only scored in the third. It was 10 nothing, uh, in, in the, in the first half, uh, and then Baltimore scores 13 in, in the final quarter. Now, our game was focused, of course, on the Colts just punching the Steelers in the face after being down basically 13 nothing and scoring 30 unanswered points. Minshew, 18 for 28, 215 yards, three touchdowns. That stat line, 18 for 28, that is the official Gardner Minshew stat line. I think the bigger story is Zach Moss goes down. You, you heard about Pittman, which, it, that was an ugly hit. That was an ugly hit, Producer Jonathan. I don't care who you are. On a scale of one to ugly hits, that was an ugly hit. And so you've got him going down in concussion protocol. Um, DJ Montgomery... He's going to have to come up quick, and he should have had that first touchdown. I'll just leave it there. But Zach Moss goes down with an injury. Jonathan Taylor will be back next week. Bring in Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson. Next guy up. Trey Sermon had 88 yards on the ground. Tyler Goodson had 69. That's And Zach Moss ran for 13. 170 yards on the ground. That's the day, man. That's that's what you need. So now you have Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and the Texans. It's that one, two, three, all eight and six. But Jacksonville, of course, is still in the lead in the AFC South. The AFC South with, what is it, three games to go? Jonathan, three games to go? Is that what we have? Yes, three games left. Um, 
is completely and totally up for grabs. So this season went from how could you lose to Cincinnati two weeks ago and take yourself out of the wild card and just be in the hunt to now firmly in the wild card to clearly having the chance to win the division. Crazy town. Now this week, just as a a matter, we are at Atlanta. And uh, for the record, Atlanta lost to the Carolina Panthers, who have a record of now two wins and 92 million losses. Cleveland is at Houston. Cleveland is on fire. And Jacksonville's at Tampa Bay. What Baker Mayfield for Tampa Bay just did yesterday against the Packers, four touchdowns, 381 yards. Uh, this could work out very well for us. Don't don't uh, don't lower the gear because it's Atlanta. You're still playing uh, in Atlanta, but this week's matchups work out very very well for us. If of course the Colts win, glad to have explained that. Tony Katz, ninety three, WIBC. Good morning. No business this Christmas. End all U.S. complicity. The Marxists, known as Stand Up for Racial Justice in Indianapolis, have decided that they need a ceasefire, so they're going to go to the uh, Chris Kindle market there in Carmel and try and shut it down. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Hey, they they posted the sign. They were going to go yesterday. I don't know how it went. They demand a ceasefire. And the sign says, no business this Christmas, end all U.S. complicity. And the post says, do you live up north and struggle to trek to the circle for protests? I swear to you, that's how it starts. I cannot make that up. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. IUPUI Middle Eastern Student Association is bringing the action to you. Join them Sunday, December 17th at 4 p.m., Across from the Chris Kindle Mart skating rink at Carmel Veterans Memorial, Bethlehem has canceled Christmas celebrations in costly solidarity with Gaza. So we're showing up to disrupt Christmas business as usual and demand an end to U.S. complicity in genocide. So first, IUPUI, that's you, President Pam Witten uh, of IU, because it's really IU Indianapolis now. Um, your, 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 your groups favor the destruction of Israel? That's what they're saying, so I'd like an answer to the question, please. Your groups, your organizations on campus, are they sanctioned uh, by the university themselves? Why do they favor genocide? Why do they favor the destruction of a nation? Asking. Would love an, would love an answer. Uh, secondly, as, as for this group, which, uh, of course, has all of its uh, standing and its basis in, in, in Marxism... Uh, they've got Indy Stands with Palestine Week. They do all sorts of things. And, of course, they'll tell you how they they, they work with, with groups like uh, uh, Jewish Voice for Peace. These aren't Jews, and they don't speak for any Jews, so stop talking. These are Marxists who see everything in relationship to oppressed oppressor. That is so much of what is happening. You understand that the intellectual bereftness here They'll see the Jews as white, 
and everybody in Gaza is not white, and therefore uh, the Jews are the oppressors. It's exactly how they see it. It's not a conversation of Israel. It's not a conversation of that multicultural landscape. It's not a conversation of all the people who were murdered by Hamas. No, that would require thinking. That would require a mind. That would require an understanding of the situation and conversation. Why would they want that? Everything gets reduced to this pseudo-intellectual madness and mush of oppressed oppressor. That's Marxism. Oppressed oppressor is the same thing as Barack Obama talking about the 99% and the 1%. It's the same thing as Karl Marx talking about the proletariat and the bourgeoisie. It's the same exact thing. And this is what we have allowed to take place in education for decades. Yes, we are to blame. Which is why we need to be making sure that we homeschool, that we private school, and most importantly, we break the teachers' unions in half. I understand some teachers are going to be unhappy with me about this. Some teachers are going to be overjoyed because they're totally with us. Oh, the idea that all teachers think alike is one of the more nonsensical points. They're not down with the ridiculousness of their union. This has been allowed in elementary school, in junior high school, or middle school, and in high school. It has to end. How do you think the kids become these Marxists? It's because we allow these kinds of things to happen, and they happen underneath the radar. They happen so sublimely. It's like, oh, okay. Now here's the evil. Now you get to the place where these these kids are on campus, which is something I'll get to coming up. The Marxism has to be destroyed. There is no living with it. There is no coexisting with it. There is your future or there is their future. Here's their future. This took place in D.C. where a man was arrested for spraying substances as at, at Jews coming out of a synagogue while screaming, gas the Jews. Now, what was he spraying? I don't know. It was some kind of uh, substance. It, it was supposedly, it, it stunk and, and, and everything else. Um, there are stories of, of U-Hauls being parked in front of synagogues, trying to intimidate those who go. That's their world. That's the world of these Marxists when they move out. This is what they do. This is who they are. They don't believe in coexistence. They believe only in destruction. You've got this group here in Indy, Stand Up for Racial Justice, which I've talked about for a while now, and and, and my view, their bigotry. They're going to disrupt Christmas? What in the world? The people at the Chris Crindle market are, are, are making a living. You're going to disrupt? May I give some advice to Carmel in the Chris Crindle market? Um, be prepared to disrupt back. Just like I give advice to Jews, they're coming to gas you. They're screaming to gas you. They want to hurt you. Buy guns, buy ammo, get trained. And any rabbi who says no is wrong. Fire them or find a new synagogue. And I would like to hear from the rabbis. I'd like to hear them start saying, you know what? Buy ammo, buy guns, get trained, and let's make sure that our synagogues are safe. That'd be nice to hear. But who does this group think they're going to be? 
They're going to threaten the businesses at the Chris Kindle market? Oh, that's just not the Hoosier way, now is it?